That moment, I I cried. I didn't know what to react. The, I mean, the bad ones are kind of like the same, right? You're being persistent. You're like, where are you? I can pick you up. And it's like, we can we can uh, like smash. Float the room. And then suddenly, oh shit! Then I have to spend like seven months in hospital. The teacher also receives. He just say, China balik China, India balik India. In front of all class. You know what you can do. Can't do nothing. Hey there, you are listening to Yamcha Kenmo. This is a podcast where everyone can share their stories and express themselves. So, what's your story? The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are our own and does not reflect or represent the view of other people in Malaysia. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Yamcha Kenmo, where I try to have uh, meaningful conversations with meaningful people. So, um, today. Uh, we have a very special guest. Uh, the last time we we met is around when I was in primary school, around two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Yeah, eight or nine years, almost ten years. Uh, yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Ali. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, Ali, I think the most significant story we have together is how we met. So I want to know what's what's your story, your side of the story of how we met. Because maybe mine's mine my side is a bit different. Oh my god, so long ago. It was some was it was it in Langkawi? Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah it was, I remember it was in... I remember the name of the hotel. Like it's Alamanda. Ah yeah. I can't I can't remember. <laughs> uh but yeah it was in Langkawi and basically we we made friends like at the beach or at the pool or something like that. No, uh, no, that's not how I remember. But but go on, go on. I don't know. I this is very big, far away things. I barely remember these things, but what I do remember for sure was that it was either that or we met up in like the computer room mm. or like we were playing games or something like that. Uh, it was me and my cousin first, uh, Adib. So Adib's my cousin and then it was me. Um, and then, I don't know, like, we bumped into each other or something and kids around the same age in a place where all these old people were. Yeah. So we were excited to see another child. Uh, and then, I don't remember what happened right afterwards, but I remember that eventually you decided to stick with my cousin and I. And... You told us that you know your mom knew exactly where you were and allowed you to do whatever you wanted. So <laughs> what eventually happened was that my cousin, uh, you and I, along with my granddad, who was taking care of me and my cousin, decided to go like along the beach. So we walked quite far, like around the whole place. Um, we ended up at like some other room, like some computer room or whatever, where we added each other on Facebook or something yeah. like that. Uh, and then somehow one way or another your mom found you and then she started like freaking out dragged you away started scolding you and that was like the last time we ever saw you <laughs> so, yeah. so looking back like, I guess your mom didn't let you do whatever you wanted yeah. but yeah that's how I remember it yeah okay uh, a little bit uh, backstory is basically um, I remember this quite clearly because we were in this hotel and then uh, we were in this room where there's a snooker table and beside that there's a small computer Oh, I don't remember yeah, that. Yeah, I, I don't know why I remember this, but you know, maybe because uh, I guess colder, uh, that's why it's, <laughs> that's why I remember it so clearly. But I remember very clearly that uh, there was a snooker table and in the room there was like a computer there. So I think uh, I met you guys when you guys were playing Facebook there. Like, I think it's Restaurant City, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the that was the days, uh, you know, back in the days, uh, you guys were playing Restaurant City. Somehow we get to know more about each other, you mm. know, somehow we get to become friends, uh, okay? Mm. And then... um. Somehow, uh, my my family, the rest of my family decided to go somewhere else. Mm. But then I didn't want to go. I wanted to stay, you mm. know, and hang out with you guys. So, <laughs> yeah. So my mom, I forgot 
did my mom allow me to go anyway but uh, she just said okay lah. so basically I think she thought that I would be there mm-hmm. you know hanging out means like in that place mm-hmm. so <laughs> uh, uh, long thing long story short uh, we went out you know? yeah. of course under the supervision of your granddad yeah Yeah. so we went out you know walking around the beach or around the resort you know just having a great time and by the time we came back uh, my mom was like uh, super 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 shocked like because um, uh, apparently they thought uh, I was kidnapped or something mm-hmm. and then they was like very very surprised and then uh, I, I remember my mom like called the police or something you know oh my god really yeah yeah I think that's the case man <laughs> damn yeah that's why uh, that's why I remember it so clearly because that was one of the few experiences that made my mom really really freak out and when we <laughs> go back I, I that's the last time we met each other yeah, because yeah. I'm not sure I uh, I think it's a bit vague for me as well because you know, it's such a long time ago but I think the most memorable thing is my mom thought maybe uh, Ali and his family kidnapped me or something because <laughs> we meant because I went missing and then yeah but in the end everything is fine like, you know we, we are here still talking yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah everything's fine so that's, that's I think the it's not a conventional way that you meet people right you yeah know? Because, I guess not because normally you know you meet you meet your friends through a same course or yeah. whatever common interest that you yeah, have yeah, yeah. but <laughs> this is like totally random yeah, and then um, I think the only reason we stay in touch is because uh, we were friends on Facebook yeah. that's how we still know about each other yeah. I think uh, Ali and Adib uh, was one of my first friends on Facebook as well mm, back so, in the days when everyone yeah. was just first opening their Facebooks yeah, yeah. and all that right? No, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the time you still have to uh, lie about your age so you can <laughs> actually create yeah, a Facebook account under 13 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but then um, that's sort of like the story that, that we shared la. okay so uh, Ali uh, not gonna lie what was your reaction when you when I approached you? Did, was it like very weird or you know was that, is this guy plotting something? Does he want something from me? Oh, I, I really can't remember but knowing me at that age like when I was a lot younger I used to be a lot more friendly and way more extroverted. No, I, I mean actually when I approached you to do the podcast. Oh, to do the podcast? <laughs> yeah. oh. Okay, I thought you meant like way no. back then. Uh, okay, well in, in some sense I wasn't too surprised uh, because I know that you approached my cousin first. Oh, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that you asked my cousin first, but the guy is busy, you know, yeah, so yeah. it's very hard to get time for him to do stuff like this. Um, I remember he told me that, you know, out of nowhere, like, mm. you message him on Facebook and ask him to go on. So when you messaged me, I kind of knew whether the oh, conversation okay. was going to end up. Um, but I still felt a bit, um, I guess, not to say shocked, but a bit confused uh, why you would ask me or my cousin for that mm. matter. Because... Even though we were still like friends on Facebook and all that, yeah. like, we were never really like yeah, friends, we never stay friends. in touch. Yeah, right? we were yeah. never friends, friends. You know, we just knew about each other. Correct, correct. We just knew that the other person existed. Yeah. So I was, I was wondering, you know, why you still asked me when I'm assuming that all the mm. other people that you've had on your podcast are all people that you actually know. Mm. Um, so I guess there was some, I th- I guess more confusion like, than anything else. Mm. Yeah. Okay, because uh. Uh, then, uh, did, did you tell Adib about uh, me approaching you? Yeah, I was actually talking to him when you dropped me that message. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, so, like, I, I said to him, like, Hey, bro, you know, uh, Weekend's asking me to go on this podcast. You know, did he ask you the last time? So it, wasn't a, it wasn't a big thing. Like, we didn't talk about it for very long. But I mm-hmm. mentioned it to him. You know, and then we just had a little laugh about it. Like, like mm-hmm. oh, both of us have been asked already type of thing. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, from one of your because I we follow each other of social media, right? So I came to realize that um you're quite active, you know, because you always post these um 
videos about yourself ranting about stuff, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Every day, you know, about anything, you know, when you're on the way to your MCKL, you know. Yeah. Like, sometimes, I forgot about, but I knew it, it was quite funny, huh, you know. Yeah. Like, it was like, you know, everyone normally, their story would be like, uh, just two or three a day. Then you were like, suddenly, like, 20 there. I, those, those, those days are long gone. Yeah. <laughs> those days are long gone. But yeah, I used to, I used to use social media to rant quite a lot. But, it was never so much to actually rant or like get something off of my mm. chest. Uh, usually it's just because I thought I thought of something. I thought it would be funny, and I got nowhere else to post my mm. right. Like so, I just put it on my Instagram mm. uh, My Instagram isn't really a place for me to like. A lot of people use it to like document things that have happened in their life mm. and all that. I very rarely use social media in general for that purpose. Uh, I think I don't know. I I think it doesn't really do anybody's life mm. actual justice if you're posting things on social media I don't know I just get an irky feeling from it uh, so my social media is all mainly just for well what we call what we call uh, shit posting mm. uh, like memes and stuff yeah memes and like stupid stuff yeah. like my Instagram or like my social media in general is is by far no means of like trying to gauge what I'm doing with my life like mm. nothing is there uh, yeah. I get it it's just that you know Whenever you feel like posting, then you just post, you know, without really uh, thinking about you know, what other will think about you. It's just like something you felt like doing that, then you just do. Yeah, basically. And um, uh, I never, yeah, like you cannot, it's quite difficult, I think, to try and piece together, like compared to other people, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's a bit dif- more difficult to try and piece together what I've been doing with my life based on my social media. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I think my social media is not very reflective of the things that I do with myself mm-hmm. in my life, you know? Mm. Yeah, so um, I also came to realize that you were quite active in debating. Mm. Yeah, so um, I was always curious about one thing, you know, uh, about people who debate. So normally debate, you have uh, two sides, right? Uh, mm. What do you call it? The, the, the supporting side yeah, and the... Supporting and then the opposition yeah, side. Yeah, the opposition, right? So tell us a bit about what made you into... What got you into debating? Uh, what made you like it? Uh? Okay, well, what first I think got me into it was... Um, like I started when I was 16 in Form 4. Mm. Um, and back then, like I normal lah, I thought I was a smart ass, I thought I was very clever, <laughs> you know, uh, and I like to I like to pick fights with people. And what happened was that my school decided to hire uh, someone to come over and teach public speaking. Mm. And uh, this lady used to be a debater. So what happened was uh, she asked a few kids in my in my batch whether we had a debate club. Uh, we didn't, so we told her no. And she asked us whether we wanted to start one. Uh, so we said, okay lah. And that's that's basically how it started. Then I realized that, you know, this was somewhere where literally my job is to, you know, talk. be clever yeah. <laughs> and like uh, talk bad about other people. So that was what got into me. That's what uh, got me into it at first. Um, but I think like since then, right? So it's been f- roughly four years since I was first exposed uh, to debating. And since then, like, my opinion of it has changed many times. Uh, I have... Because debating is a big commitment. Mm. You're either in or you're out, you know? Uh, so I've been in and out many, many times. Uh, I mean, as many times as I can, la, like, during these four years, right? Yeah. Um, and each time I come in, I find something different that I do like about it and something different that I don't like about it. Uh, so I think where I am now... Uh, if I were to continue debating, I think it's mainly just because it's, um, well, for one thing, it's something that I can already do. 
Mm, you know, okay. like I'm already like familiar with it. I'm familiar with it, yeah. you know. So I that that's one thing. But the other is, I guess, like it's um, I just I just like talking sometimes, and um, you know, I I like literally you're given your allocated mm. time to talk, right, yeah. about whatever it is that the topic is, yeah. uh, and I think I just appreciate that. Uh, I don't think I appreciate like the competitiveness of it anymore, um, like I did when I was younger. So now it's more of a just for fun type of thing. Now, of course, along the way, I've met uh, many different friends, and it's it's something like uh, an activity you do together, lah. Because debating, lots of people look at it kind of like a sport, quote unquote, like mm-hmm. a sport. So it's it's something like you know, once in a while, you play futsal with your friends on the weekend. Mm, you know, that yeah. that's basically what it's like. Uh, is that a common thing, like you know, uh, you and your uh, friends who used to be debaters, you know, one day just decided uh, let's have a debate session? Is that is that uh, something that you guys do? Okay, so we don't host just like uh, independent like debate session. Like all of us just go to someone's house and mm. just have a debate. We don't do that. If you want to go and like debate together with a f- like a friend or with two friends, um, we'll usually sign up for a tournament. Oh yeah. So the in like in Malaysia, for instance, debating is a very uh, active community. Like the debate community in Malaysia is actually very big. Uh, there's a tournament almost every weekend. Every weekend. Almost every weekend. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, of course, most of them are within Klang Valley. Mm. Uh, but yeah, uh, tournaments happen very very often. So it's not difficult to just find a tournament that you and your friends are free to go for. Then you know there's a registration fee you have to pay lah. They mm. give you food and all that, mah, right? Then after that you just pay, you sign up, you go. Yeah, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. But every weekend, is it that easy to find a topic? Like, uh, won't topic run out eventually? Won't those topics? Yeah, so the there's always for every tournament, there's always a uh, few people between three. Uh, three is the usual. Some mm. tournaments, if it's bigger, they'll have more. Like a few, what we call an adjudication core, and their job is basically just to come up with the motions, mm. with the topics, uh, and then they will judge uh, the rounds as well, lah, mm. along with other judges. But you have a few key people that come up with topics. Every, uh, for the tournament mm. so sometimes you get original ideas but I find that recently more often than not you will find either like classic topics like topics you've heard since forever mm. uh, type of thing or yeah like copycats exist too mm. so sometimes you'll see a motion from a different tournament mm. uh, at the tournament that you're going to today yeah. uh, not all the topics are as unique as you think they are mm. most of them are actually quite recycled for, for tournaments right I'm, I'm curious about this um is it that each round you have different topics or like do you know the topics how long did you know topics beforehand before you actually go into uh, the debate ah, so uh, that depends in debating there are many different formats uh, so in Malaysia for instance the most common formats that we use there are two kinds uh, there's one which we call Asian parliamentary which is uh, mm. three on three mm. um, then you have a British parliamentary which is a little more confusing it's a team of two people and in one round, there'll be four teams going against each other. Uh, don't ask questions. It's a bit confusing. <laughs> uh, but those those are the two main formats that we use in Malaysia. So for the first one, Asian parliamentary format, the three on three, um, we get we basically get our topics half an hour beforehand, mm. before the round starts. Of course, no internet, yeah. no phones, and all that lah. Uh, just pandai pandai lah. Uh, and for British parliamentary formats, we this the team of two, right? The team of two will get their topics fifteen minutes beforehand. Oh, okay. yeah. Then you prepare. Then after fifteen or half an hour, 
you go into the round and then you debate lah. For the British Parliament style, right? Since there are four teams, then is two like the proposition and two supporting. Yeah, or? correct. Uh, so there'll be two teams that are for the motion, two mm. teams that are against the motion. So, uh, it's divided two ways. So imagine like four teams, right? Mm. So imagine it's divided like a cross. So of course you have the left and right. So mm. that will be the supporting and the opposing. Then you have the top and bottom, which we call closing and opening. So of course, both sides need to argue like the different sides of the motions. Mm. But the closing and the opening, they need to argue uh, on a specific side, but they need to be different from each other. Mm. Yeah. So after closing teams will speak after the opening teams. Mm. After the opening teams speak, the closing teams need to basically uh, contribute something new to the debate, which mm. is still in support or against the motion, depending on which side they're on. Yeah, yeah that's how it works. Okay, I always wanted to ask a debater about this thing, lah. You know, have you have have you guys ever had a topic that you guys relate very closely to yourself? Like it's okay. For example, right, um, you're uh, you're against this motion, but you you the team you're on is not against is for mm, mm. yeah right. So how how does that work? You know, because personally you are very against the motion, but then. You, the, your job today is not to be again so is that a easy thing to cope uh, it happens quite a lot and it depends as well most people are generally okay with it uh, they might feel a bit annoyed or whatever but uh, they'll do it you know for the sake of the sport kind yeah. of thing you know um, but there are rarer cases where some debaters just will not stand for a certain side mm. um so uh, I can't remember this name, but there used to be this really old debater like years and years ago. I don't know, my coach was talking about him like legend debater, world champion three, four times or something like that. Um, and he was, uh, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, like, don't quote me on this, but if I'm not mistaken, I think he was a very, very devout Christian. So he was in the world's finals and uh, the motion basically, the topic required him to speak against God. Mm. Uh, which of course it's it's not an uncommon topic, uh, but he couldn't stand on that side, so he gave, he went up to like the chief judges and he told them like I cannot debate on this side. It's either you put me on the other side, you find a new team, or you change the topic. Uh, then what happened? This so usually uh, the tournament will not uh, accommodate. Hmm. I think very rarely will a tournament accommodate, but. This guy, I guess, not only because it's like a world finals, right? Like, mm. big deal, and this guy making fuss over there. Yeah. But because the guy was like such a legend, right? Mm. Everyone's just like, okay lah, call team lah, follow lah. Oh, really? So, so they actually oh. changed the topic. They changed the topic. Uh, big, oh. Okay. Yeah, like he, he was, uh, I think he was studying to be a priest or something like that. And he just he just couldn't do it, mm. you know? So, okay lah, they, they changed the topic. Like, the guy just, just like that, you know? Wow, it happens, okay. but very rarely will someone... Uh, not only will is it very rare that someone will go up to the uh, chief judges and mm. tell them I don't want to do this uh, I think it's also quite rare as well for judges to follow mm. and go with it you know but that's just like one example like, it's just that, one example like, yeah. ex- okay. uh, but then um, have you guys ever experienced that uh, you know something like this but then because but you are always against the motion but after debating you realise actually you might have changed your opinion a little bit is that something that happens mm. Very rarely, I think. I th- personally, I think that mm, most debaters, at least in Malaysia, I don't have a lot of exposure to the 
debate circles overseas or in mm. different countries, so I can't speak for them. But based on what I've seen uh, in the Malaysian debate circle, um, most of them kind of think the same way. Mm. Uh, it's uh, very common to see a debater being like holding on to normal liberal values, left-wing values and things like that, and being very against like uh, religious people or religious values or being quite against like more conservative beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very common to find most debaters being clumped up to be a bit more liberal than they are conservative, basically. And um, I think because of that, it's very common that you find um, like topics being uh, aligned that way as well. So it's very rare to find a topic that will actually get you to defend a more uh, conservative stance. Um, and if you are put in that position, usually the strategy to win over your judge is actually to argue it, argue it in a way that sounds like you're on the liberal side. It's quite messed up actually and it mm. doesn't really open up a lot of space for people to really delve into different viewpoints and different perspectives. Um, so I think because everyone is kind of like forced to be more liberal mm. than anything else, uh, once you are, you don't really have to go against your views very often. Mm. Um, it's not really something that happens. It's uh, it's like a bubble. Mm. Everyone's kind of just thinking the same way, you know. But you don't really give much thoughts to it. It's just like, um, do you like just treat, you know, this is the thing that I have to do. Either whatever I say doesn't really reflect on what I really believe. Uh, yeah, but that is the general rule. Um, so if you are put in a position where you have to defend something that you just don't believe, it doesn't need to be just like, um, uh, what's it called? Uh? Like social issues or whatever. Mm. Like, uh, even if it's just like a public policy that you don't agree with or whatever it is and you're forced to support it, most debaters do eventually pick up the attitude like, oh, you know, this is just a debate, this is a round, mm. not representative of my views. And uh, once you get to like higher levels of debating, it's also quite common to see debaters, because usually once you get to the higher rounds, it's recorded, mm. right? Posted on YouTube, oh, la, on Facebook, la, and all that. Uh, so it's quite common to see as well if, uh, let's say, debaters are speaking against uh, banks, Mm. or if debaters are speaking against uh, their local political system, it's quite common to see teams uh, not consenting to being recorded uh, mm. because sometimes they want to eventually work for a bank oh, or okay. they want to enter their country's politics. Mm. So they don't want to be found like talking all this yeah, nonsense. Talking shit about, about, yeah, 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 yeah. Correct, correct. Um, but that's about it. La. That's about it. Most of the time when it comes to actually speaking and arguing on a certain side, debaters... Uh, usually they just scout him and just go with it lah. Mm, yeah. Okay. Because that's something I always wondered, you know. Because I don't know why sometimes just um, I always have different thoughts, you know. I, because sometimes I felt like I feel like maybe if you don't agree or something, it's hard for you to because you if you support that thing but you're saying something else feels like a hypocrites. You're a hypocrite. Uh, yeah, 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 so yeah. I'm not sure how people can actually do that on you know in mm. such a that level, yeah. level it, so. it, it's a lot more common for you to see uh, people that hold more traditional values or people mm. that were raised with more traditional values to change their mind once they start debating liberal. yeah to be more liberal because everybody in debating tends to be a lot more liberal mm. than they are conservative man, right? so it's a lot more common to see that uh, I think it's a lot rarer to see the opposite happen mm. oh, uh, okay. 
I see. So um, you mentioned that you don't really like the competitiveness of debating. So um, why does competitiveness take the fun out of it? Uh, well, I mean, obviously, when you become too competitive or too kiasu, mm. it's it's kind of like studying, ma, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you're studying, if you're just grinding to get like your A plus all the time, mm. your four flat all the time. You don't study because you want to study anymore, right? You study mm. because you want to get the grades. Yeah. Um, I think that's uh, like a basic analogy to draw, you know, between being like too kiasu about debating and like mm. winning all the time um, and actually taking the time to just step back and just enjoy this mm. thing that you're doing, you know? Because it can be fun if you treat it the right way. But I think lots of people, they get too stuck up in, you know, just trying to win all the time and all that. So that's, that's one thing that I don't like. I think it takes the fun away just because I think in general if you're too kiasu and too competitive mm. it kind of takes the fun away from whatever you're doing right yeah true that's uh, true because it's not about doing the thing anymore it's about what you get out of it yeah true right? it's you not you don't enjoy the, the process and what you get Correct. out of what you what's the end product yeah. after that you want the championship or yeah. you want the four flat yeah. it's not about the stuff that you're doing you know, on the way uh, so that's that's one thing but the other is I think that treating debate really competitively it it really consumes you like, I think it takes you up like, I've told this to a few people already you know like a few of my friends and all mm-hmm. that I think that um, like competitive debating it requires a lot out of you because tournaments happen very often mm. so of course you don't have to go to all of them lah. but if you want to get better tournaments are a good way to do it so you'll be going to tournaments very often and trainings usually happen at least once a week for more competitive debaters and mm. for more competitive institutions. At least once a week, sometimes more than that. So you're spending a lot of time debating, not just through training and through tournaments, but even outside of that time, it's very common for you to see debaters like building cases in their spare time mm. or like watching certain videos so that uh, they have more content for their debates, like doing lots of stuff for the debates like it takes up your time all the time uh, it's kind of like being in a football team la, you know mm. like, like your life, your your life, life revolves is, around yeah, it you know exactly. and um, mm. one thing that I really don't like about it is that when you get so sucked into that like the when you get like too kiasu as well right like the the sport is literally to and I've said this many many times so if anyone's listening to this that has heard this before I'm sorry for saying it again but <laughs> the sport is literally finding a way to use your words to make yourself seem like very smart and very mm. up there very clever and to use those same words to make other people sound stupid uh, to make other people sound dumb like you want to break other people down right because mm. you need to respond to yeah. other people and all that and I think that's generally quite a toxic way of interacting with other people mm. And I think it's very easy if you get into competitive debating because of how much time you're spending doing that thing for you to eventually become like that outside of debating as well. Yeah. You know? I think that, that was the next question I was going to ask as well because because you're so accustomed to not losing in a conversation, Correct. right? You, um, you don't really, really care. At, at some point, you don't really care about um, what's right or wrong anymore. You just want to like have the last say Correct. about something. Correct, you know, Correct. Somehow it... Uh, affects your personality uh, mm, mm, mm. in some ways yeah so some some people though it is quite rare some people do have a debate persona of sorts mm. like they act that way for the debate 
but outside of debate they're very very sweet and they're very nice people mm. you have some people that are like that but there aren't a lot most of them are kind of in their debate persona all the time mm. you know some people are argument like because of debating become argumentative all the time because they're so used to behaving that way right mm. uh, so it does it does leach into people's personality in fact I think I was like that uh, as well especially when I first started oh, okay so now, when I first started, I was so excited about it, right? So, I was spending so much time doing it. I liked it so much. And I eventually became, like, yeah, lah, like very toxic and argumentative wherever mm. I went. You know, like back in school, I, yo, my girlfriend broke up with me. Lah. Mm. My friends say, like, you know, my attitude is like a bit off. Mm. And it, it took me a while for me to realize uh, what exactly it was. Mm. Mm. Like, I was always very combative. Mm. I always want to fight with people and, uh, and my my words were very rarely um, like kind most of them were I was always trying to break people down yeah break people down you know trying to hurt someone basically mm. like uh, not exactly this but like basically calling people stupid la, mm. all the time right? people say something like you're stupid la. Mm, I see. and I give you like 10 reasons why or something <laughs> like yeah, that yeah, right? yeah. Like, stupid debater stuff la. Mm. and I realised that this is this is not the kind of person I want to be uh, so I left uh, but I've been in and out multiple times but each time I leave I always feel like I bring a new perspective when I come back to debates mm, yeah. okay. so um, you said you somehow your friends start to uh, don't really like you anymore you know because of you know you try a very competitive uh-huh. you know? so what made you realise you know was there like a speci- specific point that made you oh, um, what made you realise that you were becoming this type of person uh, I don't think there was one specific thing. Um, I think it was... Okay, actually, maybe it was because, like, in Form 5, um, there was a period where I had to take a break because it was getting me to SPM. Oh. And even though I didn't mind, like, still going to training once in a while or still going to a tournament every once in a while, my teammates, uh, who were my schoolmates, right, at the time, uh, didn't want to. They were, you know, more kiasu about their grades, so they wanted mm. to score... So I had like no teammates, so I also was forced to stop lah. Mm. Uh, and I think it was probably around that time that I first, uh, like got a like a hint of, like, uh, that I was still debating even though I wasn't debating anymore. Mm. It was like a few months, right? I think about half the year or something leading up to SPM, okay. right? Uh, that I wasn't in that I wasn't competitively debating anymore. And then eventually people will point out to me, you know, oh, you're speaking like you're just debating, you know. I got that comment a few times and I think slowly like I got the hint. Mm. Uh, so I think that was the first time where I kind of realised. Then I think I realised it like fully um, when I started college. So I started debating again for a little while after SPM until I started college. So that was about six, seven months period. Uh and like once I started college mid twenty seventeen, uh, I stopped again, and I think that's when I like I really, uh, finished up my thoughts from the last mm. time right, about this whole debate thing, and I realized, ayo, this is, this is not good lah, mm. you know, this is not good, this is not good for me, kind of thing, so I left and I left for quite a long time, about a year and a half throughout my whole A levels, I didn't really debate, um, I was involved with my school club lah because, like, I had some skills mm. so just help the club lah right I've done it before uh, 
But besides that, yeah, I just wasn't into it anymore. And then I realized that you know there are, there's so many better ways to say things when mm. you're with people like in real life. You know, yeah. um, like not everything needs to be a fight. You don't have to win all the time. Yeah, true. You know. Sometimes uh, you can agree to disagree. Yeah, sometimes you can agree to disagree, and of course, the most important one is you're not you're not right all the time. Mm. You know, you're not always the person that knows it all. Mm. Sometimes someone knows more than you. Like you need to learn how to humble yourself down, right? I think my college period in terms of debating was like the first time that I really figured that out. Because uh, I think what comes with debating, especially if you start winning, right? Mm. You start getting you know very very lancy lah. Yeah. You, know? you start to feel like no, I I really do know shit. Yeah, wow, <laughs> I, I'm so smart lah. Wow, yeah. look at me, I'm so good. You know, anyone can argue against me and I'll win in the end. That thing mm. like the attitude I think is present with uh, a lot of debaters. And then I realized that I brought that attitude outside of debating. Uh, when I realized that I was doing that, like, I was I was quite upset lah with myself. Mm. Yeah. So like I tried really hard to get away from it. And I think the break from debating helped me do that, because there was nothing forcing me to behave like that anymore, right? Mm. Um, so like that was a that was I think a really good break for me, and uh, something that was really good for like my personal growth. To ref- do some reflection, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that that space away from like the sport was was good to look back mm. uh, and to see how it has affected me. Uh, and whether it can still affect me that way or not. Mm. Mm. See, so um, do you because you did you know came in and out of debate. So, do you ever see anyone who, you know, who were just like you when you were that that type of person? You know, those uh, bring the de- debate persona out in real life. So, do you like call them out or you? Tr- how how do you deal with that? Um, it depends. I think. Um, I haven't. So it was my. It was during college, right, that I really realized uh, that my attitude was like that. Mm. And I did start debating for a brief period uh, with the national team. So I'm not part of the national team, but mm. I was with them uh, between January-ish this year or like very late last year mm. until just recently, like uh, literally just last week, we came mm. back from Thailand. And oh. Like, oh, yeah, I think I saw your story. You went yeah. somewhere else. Uh, so Thailand was like our... Like the end goal lah. So mm. after Thailand, like finish already. So during mm. those uh seven months or so, I did lah meet like a few other debaters because we went for tournaments every now and again, right? Mm. To get ourselves uh, ready. But I was mostly just spending time with uh, the national team kids lah. So at first it was about 11, 12 of us. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then eventually the actual team was decided. So there was five of them. So that was from, that was in March. Hmm. So since March, there's only been five of them, and eventually I like uh, tagged along with them lah. And a few of them are like that, debating all the time, hmm. always like trying to pick fights. Hmm. Um, it is it is a big pet peeve I think for me because I think like I'm still fresh like I just realized hmm. that this isn't something that's good, so. When I see it, I don't think I'm able to properly empathize yet uh, with people that haven't quite gotten out of it. Mm. Uh, and I'm still dead set on the fact that, you know, no matter who does this, this is bad all the time. Mm. Um, so I do get annoyed, but I would say that I'm I'm quite good at not getting angry. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm quite good at controlling myself, but I do make comments, you know, like I'll mm. tell him, oh bro, don't lie, like, talk like this all the time 
Like you can debate stuff in the debate round lah. Mm. I mean, good for you. You're doing well, mm. you know. But outside of debates, just just chill lah. Just relax, yeah. you know. No need to be so tense all the time. So I'll make comments, but it's not like a big thing lah. I think mm. uh, because I'm trying to like uh, put myself in their shoes as well. Because for most of them, uh, they were preparing for basically the school level World Cup of debating. Oh okay. They were preparing for that, so that was in Thailand. That's mm. why we were there. And uh, like, I know lah that like this building up to that like was a big deal for them. Mm. Uh, so I try to kind of just understand lah, like okay lah, they they're still in this this phase where debating is the most important thing for them. Wakil negara lah yeah. and all those things, right? So uh, I try to be more understanding, so I didn't like get really angry at any of them. Um, but. Like I did, I did tell them lah that I think I think a break is beneficial. Mm. I don't think I can really explain to them what it is that mm. I've gone through. I think it's best to have them kind of go through it themselves. Yeah. yeah. So like the team, for instance, like the five of them, and then me on the side. Huh? I I did I did tell them lah that it would be great if all of you kind of just like took a break. Mm. Uh, I think it's I think it's healthy if you take a break and not just like do this debate thing all the time. Mm. So I give the suggestion lah, but really if they want to do it, it's up to them lah. I mean, who am I to decide for yeah, them, yeah, right? True. Yeah. But then I also think, uh, do you think it's, you know, sometimes it's rather hard you just tell them straight because they're, they're so in like the zone mm. that if you tell them something and if they don't agree with it, then it just becomes um another kind of argument, you know, and things start to escalate as well. Uh, I think, um, not really. I think I'm really lucky because uh amongst the kids right amongst the national team kids i've kind of built uh this persona of being like that chill older mm. guy kind of like doesn't care about anything doesn't yeah. care about debates type of thing so i've built that persona uh, so they know that i'm like the chill guy oh okay or at least i think so lah <laughs> i think so i hope so um so the like over time like i've I, I always tell them like all the time if they lose a round for instance they get mm. very upset that kind of thing right and I always tell them yeah bro debate je debate mm. je and so much so that it's kind of like a second team slogan <laughs> like a debate je yeah. you know Just, like, I like so I try to remind them I guess in my own way that this isn't the most important thing mm. uh, in your life you know there are other things as well so don't get absorbed by debating don't okay. Don't let your life revolve around it. Like, there's mm. more to life than just this. You know, so I try to remind them that way, lah. But mm. whether it works or not, I don't know, lah. <laughs> so you are like the the wise uncle Ben, you know, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> my coach also told me that yeah. I'm like the uncle. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be the uncle. Yeah, maybe the 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 the, the older the big brother. I wouldn't so. mind being an older brother. Yeah, <laughs> but because, not uncle. No uncle. That was too much. But because like I am older than them, not by a mm. lot. Between one and three years only, am I older mm. than them, right? But, uh, I know I still like during the course when I was with the team, I still felt kind of like a responsibility over them, mm. you know, just to you know make sure that all of them were doing okay, especially when they were going through some rough patches emotionally. Mm. Sometimes a few of them I know got a little bit too stressed. Um, of course, some of them sometimes had issues with other teammates and things mm. like that. So, I mean. I know I'm probably not the best person to do it lah, but I try in my own way to kind of take responsibility and, mm. you know, try and help talk talk it through with them. Yeah. Uh, 
I just I don't know lah. Looking looking at them, I just felt like a need to try and look out for yeah, them. I feel the responsibility. Yeah, I felt to I felt the responsibility to try and take care of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I that's like looking very highly yeah. of myself or whatever lah. <laughs> like, I felt that way, but that's just how I felt. So I tried to act on it. Yeah. Okay. So um, since you know um you have so much experience, do you, what do you suggest to people? I mean, what do you suggest to people who are planning to go to debates? You know, uh, participate in debates. Like, do you have anything to ask them? Uh, to to suggest to them, basically. Or do you think that some people are more suitable for debate? Some people are not really. Mm, yeah, I definitely feel that some people are more suited for it, and some people are not. Um, I think one thing that's quite messed up about it, right? So, can I? I told you earlier about what I felt about debating and how mm. it can really change your personality. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably the most. Uh, relevant or the most noticeable mm. when it comes to kids because debating uh, in Malaysia especially right it's not just the university kids that are debating amongst themselves it's like not, school debating oh, is a thing as well it's not quite a young age yeah like literally it's one of the kids like, actually a few of the kids in the national team for this year started when they were like 13 14 mm. you know for more from when they started yeah. yeah and they've just been doing it ever since you know so I think it's probably most uh, damaging to them because it's really hard to... F- most of most debaters have a coach. They have a coach to, you know, just help them get better type of thing. Lah. And mm. Usually in Malaysia, at least, we have a culture where we usually end up a lot closer to our coach so that it doesn't just become like a professional relationship. Mm. It becomes quite a personal relationship as well. Uh, so the national team, for instance, us and our coach were very very close to her. Mm. You know, we talked to her about anything, life problem la, school problem la, any problem. Uh, so, I I think that it's very rare to find a coach that can kind of guide you the correct way in terms of your personality and not mm. just about your performance in debates. I think they're very very rare. In fact, I think that in Malaysia, quite a lot of coaches. Uh, the opposite like they they do encourage um, like for you to be more argumentative because oh. uh, like it builds up your yeah, they, they encourage skill, that kind right? of behaviour yeah like. because you know it builds up your debating skill mm. and all that because you had a history of coaches that you know taught their kids to be very snobby mm. and stuff like that so it's like finding a coach that's just a nice person is one thing but finding a coach that is able to guide you to become a nice person as well I yeah. think it's a complete uh, completely different thing and I think they're very very rare uh, so I like I was lucky enough to have coaches that I felt could help me do that but I think most people don't like most people yeah. are not as lucky um, and because like we're talking about kids right yeah. 13, 14 years old like and at that age you can the, the way that if you're influenced at that age it's very easy you know to to it's very hard to change after you've been this certain way, mm-hmm. especially at that age. Uh. Yeah, I agree completely. Like, I, I, I do think that if kids are the ones that you know start doing this and they're mm. exposed to, I guess what you could call debate culture, uh, it's quite hard to get out of it, I think. Mm. And of course, I don't think that this is the kind of attitude that you want to be teaching kids. Um, and of course, like we've had uh, cases as well, uh, like... Mm, while I was in Thailand, because it's an international thing, right? Yeah. I was talking to the Korean coach. Okay. So the Korean coach is also involved uh, with um, debate education mm-hmm. in Korea. So uh, what I was told was that 
even though teachers in Korea like they want to integrate it with their syllabus and things like that, right? Oh, okay. So even though teachers like agree that debating, of course not just in English lah, like, in Korean yeah. as well, they do it over there, ma, right? Uh, it may be a good thing in terms of teaching kids to think critically mm. and all that. Even non-debaters will notice that doing this thing will kind of make you more likely to talk back all the time, mm. to think that you're like hot stuff, uh, and all these these bad behaviors start mm. you know uh, forming itself. And in kids especially, I think ayo, it's not really how you want to teach like yeah. the future generation and all that, right? It's not yeah. quite how you want to raise your children. Um, so I would suggest that it's probably best for kids especially just to not do it. I think that's my suggestion. Because even though it is possible to do that and still be like a normal person, mm-hmm. I I think it's way more likely for you to end up being a jackass. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I totally understand that. Yeah. So, um, we've been talking about debating quite quite a while. So, um, do you see yourself being that that coach, you know, you say that uh, instead of um, just trying to get you ready for competitions, you also have a, you know, guide them to the right path. Uh. So, so, do you see yourself in that, sh- in that role? I mean, I don't know. I don't think I'm quite there yet, like, able to guide other people. Mm. And I think, like, I, I think I have a lot of work to do with myself also, you mm. know. Like, I don't think I am there yet. Mm. Uh, I don't think... I am quite like good enough, uh, yeah, and I think I still have a lot of problems that I like to fix with myself. Uh, let alone try and teach someone else yeah. and guide someone else, right? Like, who am I to do that? Yeah. Mm. But also, I I'm not sure if I want if I see myself s- like continuing to do debate stuff, especially a bit later in my life, right? Mm. Um, like I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But you 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 I wouldn't like uh say that it's totally impossible. I don't think it's totally impossible, but I'm not sure if it's likely. But if you're yeah. asking me like hypothetically, if yeah. I'd like to be that person, yeah. I think I think yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind if I if I had the skills and if I had like enough character mm. to do that. Mm. Uh, I think I'd love to do that because whether I like it or not, people are still gonna be dragged into this, right? Mm. So I think it'd be nice to just have someone else that's able to you know help kids properly lah. Plus, I think because you feel responsible, you know, especially, you know, uh, for people, because you're experiencing yourself, right? Obviously, it doesn't feel good to know that you're this kind of person for this period of time. Then, obviously, you wouldn't want the same thing to happen to other people. So, I think it's easier, it makes more sense for you to um, make sure that other people don't go through the same thing as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, I, I guess I have to say la, that in a sense that I'm really, really lucky la, I'm quite privileged mm. in a sense that I don't know my experiences like inside and outside mm. of debating have lined up just nice so that I'm like this now mm. you know I, I don't think a lot of other people have the kind of opportunities that I have yeah. or have met the type of people that I've met to kind of you know help me wake up you know mm. uh, so it's I I think definitely in this regard I'm quite the I'm I'm quite the exception la, in this mm. sense you know uh, I think I don't think a lot of people are lucky enough to kind of just wake up like that yeah. I understand because you know you have this group of friends you know to make sure they pull you back from becoming even worse 
something yeah. like that. You know, very uh, grateful for you know people like that. Because I had a lot of friends like outside of debating, mm-hmm. right? Who, I guess, really made me uh, realize that the way that I was behaving just was not normal. Mm. Um, and of course, I couldn't I couldn't bear the the thought of you know just losing all my friends yeah. because my attitude is like so like so high like that right yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i totally understand that mm. okay so i think this is the the last question i have for you uh, uh, regarding debating uh. oh yeah thank you yeah, so, <laughs> yeah i like to move on as well <laughs> <laughs> you just um is there a topic that you particularly like to talk about uh no not really but it's okay you asked me the last question first no that that is the oh question. that is the like, last question doing debates do you have like particular topic oh do that i like? have things yeah. that i like talking about yeah in debates yeah um not really. Uh, ironically enough, even though I like, I'm thinking about studying politics. Mm. I don't really like debating about politics. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, funnily enough, uh, I'm not sure why. I just find like, in terms of debating, talking about it is like very, very mafan, you know. Mm. Uh, very leche. Uh, you know, very troublesome, right? Yeah. Just, like getting into nitty gritty details <laughs> yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. I'm not really into that. Um, I. Um. I guess I like talking about things that revolve more around concepts. Mm. And I think that's mainly because of how I was trained in debates. Because my first coach, my first two coaches, they are like that. Mm. You know, so I guess I kind of adopted that. Mm. Um, and so I am like that now as well. Um, so uh, it w- I like talking about, uh, I guess, values a bit more. Mm. Um, I like talking about, you know, just... Uh, general up in the air type of ideas you know mm. so like philosophy ish uh though by no means am, do i think that i'm very good at it or anything mm. in fact my coach knows that malaysians in general are very bad at this kind of abstract ideas oh <clears throat> all of us asian people we very you know <laughs> real life you know get money you know get yeah, job yeah, yeah. You know, so it's we, more realistic uh, yeah we have yeah. a much more like uh what's real and what's not real type mm. of attitude to things right so even in our debate circuit, like we're much more about if you do this, what happens? If you do that, what happens? Mm. Now let's compare. Mm. Like we have that type of attitude. So we're not good at explaining the like the values and principles. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're not as good at that. Um, but I think I enjoy talking about that or even listening about that uh, mm. much more than I do just if you do this, what happens? Then if you do, if that happens, then like da 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 like that. Mm. I think I prefer the former over the latter. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, so finally moving on from debating. <laughs> okay, so also realize that you know, um, going through your stories, I I I think there's this this you know um how do you call it the highlight story highlights where you can save ah. stories right. Ah. So I think that's like a part where, is like your journey of um stop smoking. Oh. Okay. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. So um I was a bit um very intrigued by it you know because you record your journey of trying to try to stop smoking right i mm. think it's very a very brave thing to do you know so tell us more about, about that i'm very curious about that mm. so i wasn't smoking for very long when i stopped i think i only really started picking it up when i was in form five mm-hmm. so that was 2016 okay like I, I can't remember when exactly 2016 but 2016 yeah that's when i picked it up um and I remember into 2017, I was quite the chronic smoker. I was smoking all the time, I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, 
it got to the point where in, even though initially I was buying like real like legal packs right yeah. from 7-Eleven and all that eventually as I started smoking a lot more it got too expensive right so mm. I started buying all these Chiplak brands from uh-huh, Kedai okay. Runcit yeah. and all that I was smoking those a lot in fact there was a there was a period where it was really bad like 10 packs a week or something like that like, I was mm. smoking a lot like just throughout the day just smoke smoke mm. and never thought about it right so there was uh, throughout most of 2017 uh, the second half of 2017 especially uh, and into the first half of 2018 and then uh, later on so I stopped I decided to quit mid 2018 I think in May mm. uh, so it's just been about a, a year and a couple months from now right uh, and I was already slowly cutting down uh, my cigarette intake before I decided to quit because mm. mm, you know I just like yeah all the packs empty yeah. packets sitting in my room and all I just looking at it like are you what's wrong with me you know mm. um, so I, I did I did slowly start to cut down naturally mm. uh, also as I started to slowly get a bit more busy with college lah I didn't run away to just go smoke because at the beginning I was skipping school all the time so just oh. go out smoke lah whatever right mm. but eventually I started actually going to class <laughs> you know that I didn't have as much time to just smoke cigarettes 24-7 mm. so it cut down naturally then eventually I think right before my exam so A-levels you have your AS yeah. and then your A2 uh, so right before my AS started uh, I'm I don't know there was there were a couple of things that motivated me uh, to just quit. By that point I already wasn't smoking very much. Mm. Uh, I think slowly cutting down. Yeah, I have been slowly cutting down. Mm. Eventually I stopped buying packs. Mm. Uh, eventually I was just like you know if like I just smooch off of my friends that mm. thing. Um so I already wasn't smoking too much when I decided to stop but I think I was still smoking quite a bit. Not 10 packs a week a lot mm. lah but like not very little either. Mm. Um, and there were a couple of things I guess that made me uh, want to quit uh, one thing was my girlfriend at the time um, she was never really against me smoking like she never she never said it out loud but I knew that she didn't like it lah. I knew that she would have preferred it if I stopped uh, so that was one thing in my mind and the other thing was I don't know like I just I just thought that you know at the rate that I'm going right uh Like I'd like, I like to avoid or try to minimize any risk of like health complications later and all mm-hmm. that. Uh, and I know that smoking is like peak of the peak of like the bad things that you can do to yourself, right? Yeah. Besides like hard drugs. So I thought that you know this is like uh, because I was already what you call a dual user because I was smoking cigarettes but I was also using a vape. Oh okay. Uh, So I said, you know, I I looked at myself lah, like, oh, this is way too much. This is way too much. I have to move on, you know. So I decided, you know, I I need to drop the cigarettes. Like I can't be doing this much to myself. I cannot keep telling myself it's okay lah. You're still mm. young lah. You're still healthy. You'll be fine. Just stop later. Because that's kind of what the old people said when they were younger, right? Yeah, yeah. Like they said to themselves, it's and, okay. Yeah, I'm and they're still smoking. And they're still smoking until yeah. now, forty, fifty, sixty years old. You know. So I I thought about it and I was like, that's. That's not how I want to end up. Mm. I don't want to keep on uh, putting stopping mm. on the side because I think lots of smokers might agree with me when uh, I say that I think many people have the intention to stop 
but it's the intention to stop someday. Mm. Uh, not right now. Uh. Not right now. You know, like it, it's so nice. You know, so you just you know one day, but not yet. So like procrastinating. <laughs> uh. Yeah, and you know that, that that kind of behavior because it's because it is very addictive. Mm. Like you, you just won't stop. <laughs> you won't stop. You won't put your foot down and say, "Okay, today's the day." I said, uh, "Some other day for too long." It has to be today. Yeah lah. So I just I just looked around me and like my dad smokes right mm. for example. So I thought. You know, maybe too much lah. You know, I need to put my foot down and say, you know, enough's enough lah. I mean, my dad also, like, he doesn't really smoke cigarettes that much anymore. But, you know, um, at the time, you know. So I thought, okay lah. Shouldn't, I shouldn't put this off for a lot longer. Because I was like that too for a while. Uh, so, yeah lah. Just, just stop lah for, you know, for myself. And mm. hopefully this will not worsen my future as much as it would have if I continued smoking. Yeah. 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 That's what made me stop. Uh. Wait, so, did your parents knew about you smoking? Um, my dad knew. My dad knew from the start, even when I was actually smoking, mm. uh, like he knew. Because I'm very open to my dad. Anything I do, I, he usually knows. Mm. Um, because, uh, like my dad, he's, he's very easygoing with me. Mm. He, he has a few ground rules, la, but like, he's very easygoing with me. So he knew, he knew from the start that I was smoking. Uh, and he knew when I quit as well. My mom only knew a lot later. I think only last year, like, well after I quit, only like did, did she know? You know, like I th- like one day like my mom like she just asked me like, You know, she asked me whether I smoke. Mm. I don't know where she got the idea from because you know, never smoke in front of her. Mm. I don't think I've ever like uh, been around her and smelled like cigarettes. I think mm. I always like juggle quite well. Mm. Uh, one day she just asked me the question, and I thought I just answer honestly. Like, I said, uh, yeah, I used to. But now I don't really smoke anymore. Mm. Yeah, so they they both knew that I did smoke. They both eventually knew lah. Yeah. Then um, what was your mother's reaction like? Uh, do do you think that she already knew or? Uh, she might have. I don't know. Uh, I don't know whether she knew beforehand. Mm. Mm, but her reaction, I think, uh, was very calm because as soon as I told her that I did, I. We, like mm. I told her already right? like, yeah but like I'm, I'm done with cigarettes yeah, yeah. I've stopped already uh, so I think when she heard that she became a lot more relaxed like, I guess mm. like she didn't scold me or anything um, cause like she when she was a lot younger like, now no more like ever since she got kids right? yeah. but like when she was way younger mm. like she used to smoke too uh, so I guess maybe maybe she understood like, mm. you know? but when I told her that I quit like I think she was quite relieved but what about uh, your father since he is a smoker himself at that time too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. What was his reaction when you told him that you were smoking? Uh, it was a very mixed reaction. Sometimes he'll be like, uh, sometimes he'll be like, oh, you know, okay, you're, you're smoking or whatever, mm. like whatever. Just, you know, don't smoke in the house. You mm. know, don't stink up the house. You know, if you really want to smoke, go to the balcony, mm. that kind of thing. Um, but other days, like I think, I think my dad, even though he didn't want to like scold me, because uh, he he didn't want to be a hypocrite, right? Because mm. like, he was smoking, so he yeah. didn't want to like scold me while he had a cigarette in another hand, type yeah. of thing. Uh, but I think he expressed quite a few times that uh, this isn't quite how he'd like things to be. He would prefer if I did not smoke. Mm. But if I did want to continue smoking. That's up to me. I think that was like his his stance, lah. Yeah. You know? So like you're old enough to do whatever you want to, but he just wanted to make sh- make let you know that he 
that's not what he had in mind for you or something. Yeah, like it's kind of like a okay lah. You big boy already, right? Mm. You want to smoke? You smoke lah. But yeah. if it was up to me, I would rather you didn't smoke. Yeah, that was his attitude. Mm. Uh, to me, smoking. Yeah. Uh, Do you think that's very helpful for you? Because um, were you afraid to tell, or you, since you said you were quite very open with your dad, right? So. Do you think that conversation was um, very helpful in any way? Um, so I, my dad and I never really had like a long sit down and talk about uh, my smoking. Mm. It was more of like um, random like comments here mm. and there, you know. Like at the very beginning, like I was just smoking cigarettes. Like this was before I picked up uh, the vape, and then I started using both. Uh, but the very at the very beginning, um, it's like oh. You should stop, you know, before it's too late. Mm. I think you, you drive past a vape store or whatever. You know, I heard those things can help you quit cigarettes, you know. But then that's it lah. Like, we never really had like a long sit-down mm. chat type of thing. Uh, I don't really think it affected me that much uh, in my decision to quit. Uh, I think it happened more naturally. Maybe it affected me more subconsciously. Mm. Um, but it was definitely not the first thing on my mind uh, when I made the decision to quit. So... Like my, my dad, you know, when he told me those things, like I guess I kept it in mind for a while. Um, but yeah, like they were never like the prime motivators, mm. you know, of why I decided to quit. Uh, but I did, I did appreciate that, you know, it wasn't just a oh my son smoking, come on, smoking me every day type of behavior. Mm. You know, I think that's that's probably very yeah. irresponsible. Um, but I think I think my dad has been quite quite supportive lah in general you know mm. like when I told him I want to quit like he was he was quite pleased with me mm. uh, my dad very rarely uh, scolds me for things like this mm. uh, so in that sense he, I think he's been he's been very supportive lah yeah, in that sense he's been very good to me I see so um, what made you want to document you know, the journey of stopping you know like every day without smoking you know ah. So it's nothing like your podcast <laughs> nothing okay. like it <laughs> uh, nothing like this oh you know I want to you know, meet up with people, have meaningful conversations, nothing mm. like that. Uh, I just did it because I thought it would be funny. Oh, really? That's it. Yeah, I'm telling you, my social media has no actual motivation. Mm. I just do things because I think it'll be funny. Oh, okay. But how, how long do you do it for? I did it for like, I mean, I guess you could check. Uh, how long did I do it for? Do I think, think 21 days. 21 days. I think so. I think. Then what so, made you stop? <laughs> um... Was it not fun anymore? No, no, no. I think at 21, it was... Uh, no, no. I said something at the end. I said something at the end. You can open it if you yeah, want. Let's check. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, further down, further down. Yeah, there, there, there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow, the hashtag. Yeah, yeah the hashtag <laughs> and everything. Okay, so skip to the last one? Yeah, you can skip to the last okay. one. I can't remember what I said, but... Day 20, 21. Wait. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. That's it. It was day 21. 21 was the last okay, one. Yes. Uh, day 21 of Ali Hatim Roko. Yesterday, but since it's in the mall tonight, uh, it's like two days ago, and I suppose we can consider this uh, success. Twenty-one days, the amount of time you need to break a habit. This is a great milestone. Uh, I think I'll be stopping doing my daily updates, especially with my hand everything, like and my exams and all that. It's just too much fun to keep on updating. Uh, I get lazy, so and I'll be quite honest. Uh, I'm not sure uh, what. The future may hold whether ah, okay la. basically I was I was lazy <laughs> basically I was lazy yeah. and twenty one days was is apparently how long you need to break a habit. Yeah, so, I think I think I heard that before, you know. And it also takes twenty one days to form a habit. Ah, as yeah, well. yeah, yeah. So I guess 
something like that. I guess that was it. <laughs> That's oh. my reason. So you just like but, a, a random thing you suddenly thought of. But what made me start was because I thought it would just be funny to just see. Because like even mm. now still, like lots of my friends are still smokers. Mm. You know, lots of my friends are still like quite heavy smokers as well, some of them. They quit for like two weeks, but then they get back into it right after uh. type of thing. Um so I, I just thought it would be funny, you know, because every time I hang out with them, everyone's smoking cigarettes, yeah. you know, and I'm sitting there alone. I just thought it'd be funny, but I guess that's what made me stop doing it, lah. Yeah. But, but what was the situation like? Uh, was did you? Is it? Is it very tem- tempting? Yeah, was it very tempting? You know, with all your friends smoking. Oh right? yeah, it was. It was <laughs> really really hard. Like it was not easy. Uh, in fact, there was um, like on the tenth day. Uh, I actually took like a very very quick cheat. So yeah, I think I think you mentioned that in what well, really in your, yeah I think I I, I remember don't remember that, mentioning that you, it. Yeah, but uh, I like on, on the tenth day or something like mm. that. I was, uh, I was out for a birthday lunch with a mm. group of friends, and then after everyone finished eating, like we were just chilling, talking to each other. Yeah, and then a couple of them want to go out for a smoke. So I don't know why I should have stayed inside the damn building, you know, mm. but I decided to go out with them, and then. I think it's cause like it was it was like some of the boys you know so I want to chit chat with the boys mm. I think I think that was it so I went out with them, um, and then uh like all them just smoking cigarettes or whatever and they were asking me about you know my um uh, like quit uh my my stop from cigarettes mm. so they were asking me about it I was talking talking about it but then eventually like I don't know like, I guess I guess I just couldn't really take it anymore like mm. looking at these guys smoking so I took one puff. Uh, but that was the only like proper cheat I think during those 21 days mm. and after that yeah like, I, just, I just didn't smoke never went to the store buy cigarettes never mm. yeah so what was the hardest part do you think you know from stop from smoking uh, what was mm. the hardest thing oh I don't know like even even now like there are still things that I miss about cigarettes mm. like uh, I know that not everybody is like this um, but I like I actually really like the taste of cigarettes Oh really? Yeah, that's surprising. It, it's it's not something that everybody like. Some people do. Uh, especially the, for the ones that smoke like the menthol cigarettes, like the colder cigarettes. Oh, okay. Um, but I I didn't smoke those. But I just like the 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 flavor. And I remember like when I, uh, when I got my vape, like this was still before I quit. Sometimes I would get like tobacco flavor vape juice, mm. but it was it was nowhere near the same. This is more like chendol or something. Than, <laughs> okay. You know. But I, I love the taste of uh, cigarettes. That was one thing. And the other was just that I love the the whole thing about it, you know, just like buying a pack and then we do this thing where you pack the pack. So you take the box, right? Okay. You, you flip pack, yeah. yeah, you flip it over, uh, and then you just like whack it against your hand. I'm sure you see people do yeah, this. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh it's because like all the tobacco is like spread throughout the cigarette. Mm. So you want to kind of condense it a little bit more. Oh. So that it's like more tight in the okay. cigarette. Like that's that's what people that do. That is like more you know, yeah, when yeah. you order some drink, yeah, yeah. it's like more concentrated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Uh, so you end up with a bit more empty paper on the top, but mm. you get rid of the paper, and the rest of the cigarette should be more compact, mm. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was, it was buying a pack from the store. You know, packing your pack of cigarettes. Uh, taking one out, lighting it, like the whole experience. Like, I know it's it's really romanticized, la, You know, mm. it's a very romanticized process, and obviously, it's not really encouraging anything that's good it's mm. encouraging you to smoke cigarettes but um, I guess you could say that I was uh, I was just into that whole experience mm, I see. you know everything about like cigarettes like, I, I just miss those things about it mm. uh, so even even now I think I struggle with it sometimes like it's uh, 
it's it's not it's not really something <laughs> I know it's not something good to miss lah. But like mm. even now, sometimes like, I find it a little bit uh, difficult to control myself and mm. not just sneak one from my friend yeah. or something. Cause you know, or go out to the shop and buy a pack. Mm. That was probably the hardest part, and I think still is the hardest part. Yeah. Do you think uh, it's easier for you now uh, to forget about you know those temp- temptations? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot easier for me to control myself now compared to when it was back then. Like I remember at the beginning, there were a couple times where I was with my friends, and when they smoked, I just had to go away. Mm. I just could not. I cannot sit on the same table with them or not. I'm gonna end up smoking one. Mm. You know. And of course, my friends like even though they were supportive of sorts. If I asked for one, they would have given me. Mm. You know. So I knew that I couldn't put myself in that situation. So sometimes, like with uh, some group of friends, that I would just chow, just go away. But now, obviously, it's not like that anymore, lah. Mm, now it's a lot easier for me to control myself. Mm. Uh, especially if other people are just smoking around me, like I'm still okay. Mm. So uh, like veteran already. Uh, kind <laughs> of lah. Getting there, lah. Yeah. Getting there. Getting there. Okay. Okay. So um. So basically, you know, uh. This podcast is all about um, having conversations, meaningful conversations with meaningful people, right? So, just wanted to ask about uh, what's the hardest conversation you ever had with someone? What's the hardest conversation I've had with someone? Uh, I don't know. I don't think I've had one hard conversation. I think, okay, well, uh, actually, I'm not sure if this is like too soon or not, but I just very very recently broke up with my girlfriend okay like, like not too long ago mm. uh, and that was a very hard conversation to even have uh, it was a hard one to it was a difficult conversation to continue uh, but it was also a very hard one to start it was also a very difficult one to end um, that was probably my most difficult conversation so far or maybe I just think that way because it just happened mm. uh, like not too long ago uh, but yeah that, that's, that's that's the one that stands out that's right? the most recent one yeah. uh, it's the most recent one mm. yeah it's the most recent one uh, yeah it was really tough uh, because like it, it was quite long almost two years the relationship um, and I think both of us still had very strong feelings for each other but I think both of us knew that the relationship wasn't really going anywhere so even though like kind of like our emotions were telling us to like keep on going with the relationship right like we knew that it just couldn't go on um so i've like i've had those thoughts for a long time already so i think for me like the past few months actually have just been building up to me actually breaking up to breaking up with her Mm. so for quite a chunk of this year i think I was just trying to emotionally prepare myself and to kind of put my feelings aside uh, and put my foot down and make the decision. La. Make the decision that's not just what I think is best for me, but best for her as well. So eventually, like long story short, like I, I did have the conversation with her. Uh, she kind of knew la, where I was going. La. You know, both of us were on the same page, right? Uh, and, you know, it was... Uh, it was, it was it was very hard lah. It was uh, it was difficult to just put your feelings aside and to still decide that you know it's it's best for us to you know break up because mm. um, the emotions were still running very very high. You know, both of us still felt very strongly for each other, uh, so I had to spend a lot of time trying to just 
move on before I could even break up. You know, I think I was doing that for a long time. So it wasn't just the conversation itself that was difficult to have because obviously it was uh, very uh, emotionally a very heavy conversation to have both for me and for her. Um, but even the thought of it, right? Like it's it's kind of been building up for months now. And for months, you know, just, just to have this one conversation, I had to try and make myself move on even though I'm still with this girl mm. type of thing. Um, Do you think it's you're trying to convince yourself in some way? It's not that I was trying to convince myself. Was, I think it was more of trying to prepare myself because in my mind, uh, like logically when I speak to myself and when I look at the relationship, like I knew that the right decision to make was to end the relationship. But... I just couldn't bring myself to it because, you know, my heart still, like, very... Like, I just couldn't do it, like, you know, I couldn't bring myself to do it. So, for, like, months, you know, like, I was I was kind of moving on even though I was still in this relationship because I knew that if I didn't try and do this early, I just won't ever be able to do it, you know? So, I had to, like, to myself, you know, I kind of had to put myself in the mindset where I've already broken up so I have to move on Mm. Uh, and once I did that then I could I I felt that I was more prepared to seal the deal you know and really put my foot down you know tell her that you know this has to end so when I did eventually do that uh, thankfully enough like she was on the exact same page with me as well you know she felt exactly the same as I did um, she also felt that you know it was it's probably best for both of us to split up um, so it did go very smooth uh, in that regard uh, but it was still uh, I guess a heart-wrenching thing to do lah. but just it was it was like the build-up to that that was really difficult mm. but I think I think like I'm okay lah. I'm okay mm. yeah um, so, sorry if I have you know I'm, I'm a bit curious about you know, I, I want to sort of know more but you know try not to pry too much into mm. you know your privacy mm. and stuff so uh do you think is the conversation when the hard because uh from what i heard just now i i assume that it was mutual no yeah it was it was agreed there was no fighting yeah. nothing like that so uh, do you think that made you know the conversation much more easier you know because i think the hard part was having to make the first move instead yeah. of having that actual conversation like after deciding to start that conversation, then everything just um, becomes much more easier. Yeah, uh, I think, I mean, of course, I can't, I can't really have anything to compare it to, right? Because yeah. we didn't fight, like, how mm. to compare, right? We only had one conversation. Uh, but I think, like, the way it went, like, yeah, you're right. Like, starting it was the, probably the most difficult part about it. Um, like, initiating the conversation, right? Um, but... I think that after I started it, basically what happened was just like an hour, two hours of just, of us just agreeing with each other, basically. Mm. Uh, speaking our mind, then the other person goes, yeah. Mm. <laughs> then the other person talks, then the other person goes, yes. <laughs> but so, after conversation, do you feel like more relief? Or, um, or you feel like... So at the very beginning, like I felt very, very down. Mm. Uh, like, you know, I felt... Yeah, like, very, very heartbroken like, that mm. I kind of had to let it go, you know. Mm. Uh, even though, like, deep inside, like, I didn't really want to, but I knew I had to. Like. Mm. But, so, so that was, like, the, the initial response. But I think, uh, 
I spend quite a lot of time like before the breakup even happened, right? Uh, I think I spent quite a lot of time kind of like preparing myself for it. So I did have to try and figure out how to detach myself emotionally from the relationship already uh, before I could even decide to to break it off. So I think like I've already spent a lot of time preparing myself for mm. it. Lah. So I'm like after that initial kind of like sadness, that initial, you know, heartbreak, I think I'm like, okay lah. Yeah, I think I bounced back quite well. There is a sense of relief as well that is kind of like done and over with. Um, and uh, I guess I guess there's uh, some feelings of uh, hope lah for what's to come. Not just relationship-wise, but like, you know, mm. in general. Okay. Yeah. Because personally, I experienced a breakup as well. But then it's, it's not really similar. I, I can't really say that because the thing is, um, it wasn't really... We didn't really had that conversation. It's sort of like it was sort of like very sudden. She sort of like just tried to suddenly just get kick me out of her life completely. You know, so it was like very sudden. I was like booking one day, and then she suddenly just texted me. Oh, I think we should just be friends. It's like it's like very random. Although we did uh, argue about something before that, but then you know we always you know um try to be rational with each other lah, You know. But then she one day she suddenly just said uh, we should just be friends, and then basically, you no. Know, after that, obviously I was shocked, you know, and then tried to you know try to have the conversation you know what what's wrong you know typical kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, but then she the thing is she refused. She tried to you know close me out completely from her mm. life. So she blocked me on everywhere, and. She did give an answer, but you know, uh, I'm not really satisfied with the yeah, answer. Not satisfied yeah, answer, because uh, yeah. it was like um, she, the reason she gave was very vague, you know, sort of like uh, I don't feel the way I used to, so, something like that, you know. It's me, and it's not you. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, the always, always goes like that. <laughs> so uh, I, was, I wasn't very satisfied. So you know, I yeah. tried as hard as I could, you know, just try to you know at least let us have like um. Uh, proper conversation to talk about what's happening right but then i really didn't have the chance to get that closure la. so she sort of just like you know cut me out everywhere block me on whatsapp facebook instagram whatever mm. social media you can find out she, she already blocked me on it mm-hmm. and then until this day you know she's not even in malaysia now i, I think mm. you know she's somewhere else you know i'm not really sure how she's doing now but you know that's it's not like it's not the hardest conversation because there's not really a conversation to have mm. It's sort of like an experience. But it, it's, that's tough, dude. Yeah, that's yeah, tough. Yeah, because it's just imagine like, in some way, sometimes I think it's sort of like losing a family member. Mm. You know, because some, you know, sometimes death, I, 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 I kind of relate this to death funnily in some ways because that person who has always been in your life suddenly Yeah, it's like that did. Yeah, right? because isn't just, just isn't there anymore for no particularly reason you no know, just one day she's just gone mm. forever mm-hmm. and you, you know just no way to yep. contact her anymore yep, yep, yep. You know? so in some way i just think of that you know whenever um I, you also you mm. when you were talking about breakup that's what i was thinking about mm-hmm. you know because i'm not really sure of if we did have that conversation how it go like you know maybe we can save the relationship you know i'm not really sure what would be the outcome of that conversation but you know in some ways I really did wish I had that conversation, uh, you know, because I you know the way you 
said the conversation just now, I really sort of like envy, I would say, because it's not a thing that I have, you know, and then to see that, you know, it's, it's something that is so, how to say, liberating, I would say, mm. I know, after, because I don't think, you no, know, but, but then in the long term, you know, after breaking up for quite a year, I would say, a year and some plus, a year plus lah, uh, I feel like it was the right decision, but the way that it happened wasn't a great decision. Mm. But the decision to break up, I think it was a good. It was a. It was the right thing to do mm. But it was not the right way to do it. Mm. I mean, mm. that that's that's my opinion. Mm. Basically, yeah, I, like really, man. In a in a way that, in a way, I look at my life and the things that have happened to me. Uh, I'm very very blessed i know i've said this a few times already but man so many things happen in such a particular way for me you know mm. i i i can't help but feel like really really grateful uh, that things even though sometimes they're like bad things right mm. but they turn out a certain way that can probably help me be better later because mm. obviously everyone's life will have bad things yeah Sometimes it's about how those bad things happen as well, mm-hmm. right? Uh, or how it led up to the bad thing or what happens right after. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I mean, and and I think, I think to a certain extent, there's, there's something that we can do to kind of contribute to that as well, to mm-hmm. try and make the bad things in our life something that can make us better later. Of course, I haven't figured it out. Lah. Yeah. You want to figure that out, it's like figuring out life, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but I do believe that there, like depending on the situation, there are probably some things that we can do to make the bad things healthier, uh, and to deal with the bad things in a healthier way as mm. well. We all know lah that usually whenever something bad happens, lots of people have like unhealthy coping mechanisms. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. True. But then um, one thing that you said really, you know, there's something I relate to as well. You know, because it's sort of like when you think about the you right now. It's all because of things that happened in the past. Like every single little details mm. is what made you who you are right mm. now like, and that's that's the thing that you know sort of like brought me up to the, you know the, the abstract things that you <laughs> say in the in the you know, yeah, yeah, debating yeah. you know like th- those kind of stuff uh, that that's what i thought of you know when when you think about this stuff you know all the small little details you know that made you who you are today that i think that's really fascinating you know, that that's a fascinating thought i think mm. you know just to think you know if one thing in the past happened differently you know, it's sort of like alternate timeline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's yeah. why I think like parallel universes yeah, yeah, and things exactly. like that. Right? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Then you know, I think there's a lot. You know, um, you know, some romantic stories. They always have this line on maybe in another universe we are together or something. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. There's yeah, yeah. there always this this line. You know, in romantic yeah, yeah, yeah. movies. Yeah, that's just some something that I thought about. You know. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think so far lah, cause we're still so young, right? Yeah, Only true. like what turning twenty right mm. this year. Um, Wait, are you born in 99? Yeah, yeah, same, same. Yeah, well, like, we're still very, very young, mm. but I think so far, I, I I really do believe that it's it's helpful to remember the things that have kind of shaped you. Because um, I think sometimes you it's quite easy to, to get lost, you know, mm. um, in where you are now. Uh, it's in a certain... I guess in a way it's kind of like the like the what's that saying uh? like 
Jangan lupa Kacang lupakan kulit lah what uh, Don't uh, Forget where you came from Yeah But you know the saying yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah But basically Don't forget where you came from Like it's similar to How all these people Like become big shots But mm. you know They forget How they made it up there mm. Who helped them uh, What shaped them To become mm. that way uh, I, I think it's really important To remember the things That shaped you Because um, I know Like I'm still Very very far from Being Like By no means perfect Uh, but I'm trying slowly lah, and I to to be more grateful about the things that I do have, and for the things that have uh, shaped me. And I think that remembering like where you've come from and the things that have and have not happened to you and how it's affected your life, um, it it helps you stay grounded. You know, helps you remember uh who you are so that you don't uh get lost either mm-hmm. in how good you are yeah. or how bad you are because uh, when we look at how like how we've gotten to where we are now i think that really helps put into perspective um to us like how life has been and i think it can more often than not mm. when you self reflect can inspire you to kind of push yourself forward uh for whatever is waiting yeah. for you later you know i think perspective is the like the the punchline here is like perspective you know is what is most important you know whatever things is the way they are but how you see it is totally dependent on you mm. yeah so mm. i think perspective is a very the word that i will describe the whole thing you know yeah, yeah that, that's yeah. the most important thing i think yeah okay so what's uh do you have a recent experience interesting experience that uh changes or led you to have some new perspective I'll give an example. This uh. this just happened to me recently. So uh, when I was leaving, uh, work one day, here, you no. Know? So when I was driving out, I was suddenly stopped by this police for no particular reason. Uh, I don't know why. Basically, I was getting out from the parking spot. Then there was the motor came from the left side. So obviously, I stopped and let the motor pass her. And the motor was the police motor. But then he didn't go. He instead he drove drove in front of my car. And look at me, and then I was like, okay, maybe I look a bit guilty lah. That's why he stopped me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he was like, uh, asked me to roll down the window, you know, check my IC, check road tag, straight my check my bag, everything lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was a bit shocked because um, this is the first time. And then he asked me, was this your first time? And then he also said like um, your name sound familiar. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> so you know those those things. That, and I was quite stunned lah because yeah. it was my first time, you know. And I, uh, although I didn't really do anything bad, but you know, obviously I'm still nervous, lah. Yeah. And then, uh, that made me think, you know, um, if the police, you know, I don't think this is a unknown case, but I think some police do, you know, uh, tend to bully, you know, people who are, you know, maybe immigrants, you know, those uh, Banglas. You know, I think they are in a position to do so, to use their power to. Uh, abuse like, yeah abusing their yeah. power like, you know that, that that's the perspective that I had like, you know because of my experience I came to think of what if those policemen were not as kind as they they were you know and they were much more you know because sometimes even if you didn't do something the police can make you into doing that thing so uh, like yeah, you know yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That, that the kind of cases yeah, you know yeah, yeah. so uh, in some ways it made me think about how, um how lucky I am you know because the after the police checked me everything, uh, he let me go up because obviously I have nothing on Got me. Nothing, uh, yeah. yeah. So but but then I also thought about you know what if you know 
people like me who aren't so fortunate, you know, some maybe um, Bangla just trying to find a living here, but then got bullied by all these police, you know, that's what I thought of, you know, that's what I thought of, you know, mm. sort of like this experience made me thought of this. Yeah, so basically I'm just asking, is there anything in recent memory that made you Ooh, thought of something? Uh, in very recent memory have, I'm not sure if we should go on record though, but okay. I'll be more I'll be more than willing to tell you about it uh, okay. after the podcast is over, I guess. But let me think. Huh? Maybe when it came to this breakup thing, like you know, mm. like there were a couple of conversations that I had, uh, before I could even bring myself close to making the decision. Right, there were conversations that I had with uh, like my coach, mm. my debate coach, right, very close to them. Uh, there were some conversations that I had with my friends, and uh, I think through all of those things and you know time thinking on my own the realization that i had was you know sometimes yeah like emotion sometimes is just not enough to keep a relationship alive right Mm. it needs a bit more than that and if it if that thing cannot be there like the extra effort um like proper energy to invest in each other type of thing like if that's not there then really like it's not gonna go anywhere no matter how much you say that you love each other and all that mm. like that's you know, like your I love you's are not enough you yeah, know yeah. Um, so I think I had that realisation in bits and pieces mm. uh, through all those conversations that I had with uh, different people ultimately like contributed to me being able to bring myself to put my foot down mm. my decision that's probably the most recent thing like more perspective changing right yeah. because before that I was just thinking that oh if you if you love each other you make it work yeah, yeah, yeah. you know if, if you really feel strongly for each other it'll work mm. but you know that that, that changed la, I think mm. with this with my last relationship yeah yeah, yeah I think it makes sense because it, it happened recently as well right yeah 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 so yeah, yeah. yeah when you're having such big things happening you don't really focus on the smaller, smaller things, things that happens <laughs> yeah right? i guess not yeah. i guess not yeah so um you know i think we have talked for quite a while now <laughs> okay um okay so uh i think this is one of the you no know, i always have this challenge for guesses that appear on my podcast right okay so the challenge is to text or call someone that you haven't talked to in a while okay and ask them how they're doing basically do you do that on the show yes that, that, that's why it's a challenge you do it live oh, really? right here oh. or, or you can just text someone or you know to tell them something you always wanted you know maybe uh, in primary school you 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 slap some fella la, or whatever oh then you just wanted to say sorry then this is the time to do it do I actually oh man that's gonna be tough I have no idea who to yeah that's why that's actually. the challenge you know but, but then um, it's totally up to you you can uh, you if you don't feel comfortable comfortable doing it, you don't have to. But then um, normally I'm um, just want to say that uh, if normally if the guest is really really committed to the challenge, they will call the person and put it on speakerphone. Uh. But then it's oh, totally damn. your choice. I mean, it sounds like, <laughs> it sounds like such a cool challenge. But the thing is, I have I have no idea who to get in touch with. It's okay, man. Uh, don't worry. You can take your time and cut cut that part out. Uh. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Oh man, I have to go through my contacts. This is so it's messed okay. up. Um. Okay. <laughs> how how far back are you talking about? Uh, it totally depends on you. Uh, just try not to cheat, lah, You know, it's not like you know the close friends you 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 always hang out every week. Uh, uh. Just try not to do that, lah. You know, um, if you, even if you do that, I I cannot do anything also. But it depends on how honest you want to be with yourself. 
because I guess there are some people like from school that I haven't really talked to in a while. Mm. Like the ones that I am like okay with, like I I still do keep in touch with them every once in a while. So I don't know. I actually don't know if I have people that. So you're doing your job quite well, you know. You always think, keep in touch with I the people so, you like. I think so. Yeah, but oh, okay. I love the idea. It's so cool. Mm. It's a really cool concept. Because I'll be honest, I actually haven't listened to your previous podcast. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that's such, that's such a cool idea. Uh, I don't. I don't think I have anyone that really falls into that. Okay, I think if that's the case, right? I think we both can do this. Have you been, you know, uh, have, do you know about this meme where people text their number neighbors? Oh, <laughs> I, I yeah, think yeah, we can yeah, do yeah. that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not really going to be someone I know, la, yeah. but okay, let's see. One number up or one number down? I think you can try both. Dude, depends on who responds. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I actually saved the guy's contact already. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, because uh, before I approached you to be on the podcast, I actually. Uh, I was thinking, who should I get? So maybe I I would approach this number neighbor, and maybe he would agree. Uh-huh. But then eventually you said you agreed, so I didn't approach him. Oh yeah. So I see, I see. Yeah. Oh damn, that's a that's a little bit dangerous, though, isn't yeah. it? Just like yes, yes, it is. If I take some yeah. random dude over yeah. to your office and stuff, oh man, that's a bit. Actually, I'm also not sure if I have, it's like safe to do this or not. <laughs> number neighbor. But it's just texting or call, depending on whatever. So I already <laughs> the content. You know, oh my I, I really god! Like, plus one. I even got a minus one. Oh my one. god! Plus one. What did you What did you say to them? Can I see? Maybe I'll follow your lead. No, no. I, I haven't talked to them yet. So oh, neither of them. Yeah. I think oh, so you just saved their number. And then yes, yes. Did. Because I, I I haven't really uh, tried it. I was yeah, but thinking maybe to save it to now or. If if you didn't decide to come here, then I'll um, maybe I'll try my luck. Uh. But so weird though, just texting someone random. Yeah. I, think I think that's the point of it, you know. But some, but you know, the 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 bright side is if it's a cool guy, then you get to have a new friend. Uh, that's true, la, But on the other hand, it could be some weirdo. Some yeah, 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 true, true. Like, yeah, but then I mean, yeah. a cool new friend would be nice, lah. Yeah, but I'm but not then, sure. If I'm not that not. It's not always the case. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm willing to take that risk. You know. Yeah. I uh, I mean to be fair, dude. I think I think both of us did the challenge by talking to each other on this podcast. Like it's been yeah. it's been over ten years. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. It, I think yeah. that qualifies as well. I think by default the challenge yeah. has been completed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. But I feel like you know, might as well you know because not like we have anything to lose. Hmm. Uh, I guess so. Oh man, I have <laughs> no idea. Um, I think I think I think we can just you know agree on something to say that it's not too. Uh, uh, normally, I think Twitter would you know. I normally saw these memes on Twitter. They would always say, "Hey, number neighbor," and see what their response is. Uh, you know, some people is like a uh, very, uh, very cool. Some people is like very, very weird. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think we should just do that. You know, I think it's not the first tag that that is hard to send. I think it's what after the guy replies. Yeah, <laughs> that that's the that's the fun. <laughs> But also, we're yeah. only just doing this for the challenge, right? We don't actually want to talk to these people, mm-hmm. so I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, I think maybe we should say this, you know. Hey, number neighbor, uh, hope, just wanted to... I know this is random. You know, just, just wish them well, like, you know. Ah, okay, wish them okay, everything okay. is going on with them, you know. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Don't really have to initiate a conversation. Just, you know, make sure just to ask on how how are they or something. Okay, like sure. That. I'm down for that. Yeah. I'm down for that. Number neighbor. Oh, man. I'm very... I'm very... <laughs> Risk adverse, I think that's the word. So I don't, I don't do these type of things. 
It's okay, it's okay. The worst case is uh, if they are cream, you can always block them or something. Ah, I guess so lah. Number neighbor. Oh yeah. my god, my number neighbor isn't even on WhatsApp. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Is this plus one or minus plus one? Plus one. Okay, so let me okay, try, yeah, try, try minus one. Because okay. my minus one is not on WhatsApp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, both of them are not, are not on WhatsApp. Oh. So I think, I don't think anyone is <laughs> using those numbers. Okay. Maybe, uh, okay, uh, you don't really have to go through that challenge, but... Maybe you can just send a text message. Even no, if if they nobody's using that number, then shouldn't be sh- nothing to be afraid about. Just send, a yeah, text just send a text message, message or something. Okay, okay. Yeah, hold on. Uh, hey, number neighbor. Hope everything is going well in your life. Um, wish you have a great weekend. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. You doing sending it to plus one or minus one? Plus one. My uh minus one doesn't have WhatsApp. So, oh, okay. Yeah. I'll do the same. Number neighbor. You send the exact same thing, you know. Sorry. We should send the exact same thing. Yeah, I think, yeah, like, Make it a bit more uniform, right? Hello, number. <laughs> uniform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, basically, uh, this is what I'm gonna send. Hey, number neighbor. Hope everything is going well in your life. Everything. Have Have a great weekend. Have a great weekend. Have I think that's it. A yeah. great weekend. Maybe uh, put some emoji or something. Yeah, put one emoji. Uh, smiley face. Uh? Yeah, sure. Don't okay. worry. You don't have to reply if you don't want to. Just. Just in case they are weird again. Yeah. <laughs> just, just put a bracket. You don't have to don't reply. Worry, you, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bracket, you don't have to reply. Okay. Alright. Call team. Okay, send. Okay. We've done it, guys. Alright. <laughs> okay, uh, I think this is a good experience, man. It's cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really like the idea, though. The original challenge. Yeah. <laughs> original. So the, yeah, the original challenge. But, but then, you did a great job, you know, if you c- can't find someone... No, means you already did a great job, I know. Always yeah, keep like, in touch with I, people you like. I keep yeah. in touch once in a while, yeah, with the, pe- the people that I'm friends with. Yeah, uh, because yeah. sometimes I feel like... Or like um, the ones that I'm closer to, like. Yeah, yeah because sometimes, you know, um, when time go by, you know, you don't... Obviously, you don't always meet up with your friends, right? Yeah. So, sometimes, you know, it's... It sometimes it, get aw- it gets awkward, you know, if you try, you know, to talk to that person again. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. then I try to, you know, try to make make that happen, you know? Yeah, yeah, that, that's yeah. Why, that's where the challenge comes in, I mean, of course, sometimes if there's too much space, that person might not be the same person you remember as well. Yeah, right? yeah, true. true. That might be a problem as well yeah. for some people. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, but then I think that's it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because um, normally we end the podcast with, you know, the text message, the challenge. Uh, uh-huh, so uh-huh. After the challenge, uh, we are done. So, uh, Ali, any thoughts? You know, before we... we end the session uh, do you have anything to plug or whatever whatever you want to say uh. oh um, this is your moment uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I have no message or anything to say uh. i just uh. want to say that it's been really cool to to be on this thing mm. uh it was quite unexpected uh, again mm. like i said at the beginning right, yeah, it's yeah, quite true. confusing uh but i think yeah this is this is a interesting new way of spending a friday mm. night <laughs> yeah 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 so cool thanks for having me here yeah. i i had quite a bit of fun yeah. Uh, it's cool. Yeah, I had lots of fun. Thanks, dude. Yeah, yeah. and hopefully our number neighbors won't uncreep, sir. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fingers yeah. crossed. Fingers yeah, crossed. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, guys, I think that's it for the episode. So, thank you so much. You know, uh, for ha- coming here. Uh, so I think that's it from from us. So wish you all have a great week as well. So bye bye. Hey guys. This is the end of the episode. Just want to say thank you for bringing me along your journey. Uh. Wherever you are right now, maybe you are um, on the public transport on the way to work or maybe you're walking to class or maybe you're working out or, or maybe you're doing some chores or something. I hope you guys enjoyed it and if you liked it, 
Make sure to share it to your friends. Let me know if you really resonated with whatever the podcast have said. And whatever you're doing right now, just want to say thank you for bringing me along. Hope you have a great day and see you soon.